Plugged in, Chris. I am plugged in. Welcome to the Plugged In Podcast. This is Chris from Twitter. Yeah, I'm Joe Hawks. How you doing, people? The people are doing good. Before we start, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Plugged In PCAST. You can give me a follow at Chrissy underscore Hustle. That's Hustle spelled H-U-S-S-L-E. You can also follow me at JLHB510 at JLHB510. All right, let's go ahead and jump into it, Joe. Um, over the weekend, we had some some great football games that were played. Um, but before we do that, we're going to go ahead and talk about this um, MLK Warriors Laker game that that happened on Monday. Man, I mean, it was it was a playoff game to me. I mean, it was just really entertaining. It was it felt like a, I mean, with the national TV audience, you know, so a lot of eyeballs were were going to be on it. It was a, pretty much the triple the end of the triple header on TNT. So. Uh, for MLK uh, celebrations, um, I was just really just, you know, just really surprised by the Warriors. They were, you know, they fought back. They were down 19. It was at point, it was points in the game where you thought that, okay, this looks like it might not be the Warriors night. But, you know, Stephen Curry came up big, I mean, 26 points, even though he, even though he didn't really shoot that well, he, I mean, he made the basket that he needed. Um, and, you know, you, you know, you, you, you we've always uh, talked about like, you know, the haters going to, you know, find something, um, to really just nitpick about, but I mean, if you really want to, you, you know, if you really want to just nitpick, it was the shooting, but the big three over Anthony Davis, where they put him up by five with uh, less than uh, two minutes to go, that right there, you know, he fit, made him finish three for 12. I'll take that every day, if it, especially if it's, if it's leading to a victory. Yeah, I think that the Warriors show that they still have some grit to them, um, but surprisingly, I think it starts with their bench play. Um, during that game, Steph Curry, he didn't really have that great of a game. He he finished the game okay. Like he had some he had a, a big three down in you know in the final minute of the game or so. Um but I thought that that really they're floating around five hundred because their bench play has been really good. Um Eric Pascal, he's he's putting up six man of the year type numbers through what, two, three weeks of the season. Um, and you know, whether or not he keeps that up is going to be another conversation, but I think that him playing the small ball five, he's really able to, um, you know, use that combination of, of size and speed to his advantage against, you know, the bigger players who can't really go step for step with him. Um, and then he's also improved his, his, he's got a funny looking shot, but he's improved his mid range and three point game. Um, so he, he kind of brings the complete package and he's, he's still a rookie. It's, it'll be interesting to see how that works with the Warriors, um, the upcoming years, um, you know, and he doesn't, he doesn't really finish the game because I think Steve Kerr wants to keep, um, you know, he wants to keep that starting five out there, but he really leads that bench unit. Um, and then they get good contributions from Kent Bazemore. Um, and then uh, I'm blanking on his name, the, the backup point guard. Wanamaker. Oh, Wanamaker. Yeah, he, he's a baller too, man. Like he 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 can slash and get to the cup. Um, he finishes pretty well, um, but he, he just makes plays. And then, you know, it really starts for them on the defensive end. Um, but yeah, man, that, that team... Overall, I think the game wasn't played too well on both ends. They got they had a big night from Kelly Oubre. He actually knocked down two threes. He still shot twenty percent. He went two two of eight. Um, but anytime Oubre is knocking down threes and, and scoring twenty three points, this this Warrior team probably has a good chance of beating anybody in the league. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> it's funny because uh, Kelly Oubre has been uh, up and down. Well, pretty much down this year um, in terms of shooting, but. He gets to the cup. He does. I mean, he really. I think really with him is that he doesn't. He he's just needs to trust his shot. Um, 
maybe spend more time shooting, but he doesn't lack confidence. And that's and I and honestly, that's what I really like about Ubre. Um, he may, you know, may shoot two for eight from three, but you know, he's gonna try he's gonna try to, you know, make him make him uh, make a ball. Uh, it reminds me almost like Nick Young, how he never met a shot that he didn't like, but he would, there are times he would start getting hot. And I think really with Kelly Oubre, he's going to get hot. And the 23 points he he, he added um, against uh, against the Lakers was huge. Um, I mean, yeah, two for eight from three, but nine of eight overall. So uh, he, ta- he was taking it to the cup, got to the free throw line a few times. Um, I just like the fact that he is, I think he's starting to get adjusted. He's starting to get comfortable in his role. And I, and I think with him and um, and contributions, like you said, from Eric Pascoe, who to me is 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 up there for the six man early in the early uh, six man of the year um, candidate. So I think the Warriors, yeah, you, you did mention it that their bench is 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 help is pretty much helping them to keep above five hundred. Um, and we'll see what they do against uh, the Spurs tonight um, from you know from uh, from Chase, but. I think really the, the Warriors, if they, you know, I, and I said this before, they're going to be a, you know, a game by game. You're going to take this team a game by game. You can't really just forecast that this is a win or this is going to be a loss. You just got to just really um, just, just got to roll with the punches. With yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to get your a quick thought on, on what you think about um, these numbers as I read them. So the starters um, from this game against the Lakers um, Green was a minus eight. Wiggins was a minus eight. Wiseman was a minus nineteen. Curry was a minus three. Ubre was a plus five. Now I'm going to read off some of the bench guys who played at least ten minutes. Um, Pascal was plus one. Looney was plus twelve. Bazemore was plus two. Wanamaker was plus eight, and uh, Damian Lee was plus ten. I like the starters uh, <laughs> needed to be out. Uh, needed to be on the bench instead of the, uh, the the bench guys. The bench guys had more of an impact. Uh, if you look, if you're going to do the plus and minus game right there, uh, still they got the win. I mean, they pick, you know, haters going to hate them. They're going to say, "Oh, uh, the Warriors could have, you know, definitely played better," but they did enough to 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 outlast the Lakers. They didn't have the lead until the th- uh, the three minutes left in the game. So, kudos for them for just being able to fight back. Yeah, I think that what it really what it really says is that the Warriors have a really good bench unit. I would actually take. I, I'm not. I haven't watched every team in the league, but I think the Warriors have one of the better bench units in the NBA. Um, just from watching the game, the first time the bench unit came in in the second quarter, or even parts of the first, but they 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 fell down. They fell behind, I think it was like, like 19 points. They got the, the lead back down to single digits. And then when the starters came back in, the lead went back up to, I think it was around 12 at halftime. And then right. – um, you know, they kind of like went back and forth with that throughout the third quarter. And then the, the bench came back in, you know, for that first half of the fourth quarter. And all of a sudden it was it was an eight point game. Um, so fortunately, the starters were able to close it out. Like you said, the haters are going to hate. Um, one thing I noticed just from reading a lot of Twitter, uh, a lot of Lakers Twitter is that a lot of Laker fans would minimize um minimize the game minimize the loss and say that it was because the lakers played played horrible and that the warriors played well and and just overall i don't think that the warriors played that well i thought that they got again they got good contributions from the bench but the starters didn't play well at all aside from kelly Oubre, you can't forget andrew wiggins did chip in with 18 points now he he, 18 points i mean but he still got it he still got for him on a night where curry wasn't shooting that well, I mean, Kelly Oubre had the 23, but his 18 points, his 18 points at some point were, were key. I yeah, mean, they, he was efficient, and I think he, I mean, he's been playing a lot better 
um, than than we've expected from him. He his defense has, has really improved. So I thought he played decent defense on LeBron and, and some of the other wings that they played against. Um, but I still don't think that he's quite the bang for the buck player that that we want him to be yet. Um, I think he's he's approaching that. I think if I mean if if Draymond Green keeps yelling in his ear, then then eventually he'll you know he'll become some fragment of of what we want him to be as a player um but but you know he's he's still a a high he's got a high price tag and so the expectations are going to continue to be high for him um but i think he's he's definitely making a progression compared to what he was at the beginning of the season just saying and just um talking about and just getting back to eric pascal he is just he has gotten better i mean he to, to me yeah we 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 said that he could possibly be a, a six man of the year uh, winner this year. He continues to play this well. He's going to be a valuable, valuable piece off the bench as he as he has been. Um, that he reminds me. I mean, I've been hearing that he, people are starting to remind, like they remind him of Brandon Bass from LSU, who honestly wasn't a bad player. A he, guy was, he was a baller. Yeah, and 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 and, and, and you know, Pascal's jumper is starting to get is starting to get a little bit more consistent. Starting to be more. Uh, trustworthy but i do like him around the rim um uh to me he kind of plays like larry johnson a bit complete you know be a little bit powerful but has soft touch around the rim um, grandmama yeah i mean i've also heard that he also has some similarities to charles barkley the way he just you know just for his height six being you know not that not the tallest guy out there I can see but, that. He's just, but able to still get it you know get between guys and get you know get putbacks uh like I said, that 19 points off the bench against the Laker team that, you know, the world champs who, you know, is by far them and the, them and the, and the Clippers are, are, are one and two in the West, the, the, the two top teams. And then for the Warriors to go into Staples Center and not have their best player play well, but getting, like you said, getting contributions pretty much from all throughout the lineup, especially off the bench. This is a big win. I mean, there's no, I mean, every, every win in the NBA is big, but this one right here, the Warriors, you know, have said that they've actually, the last, matter of fact, what is it, the last four within the last five games, the two wins against the LA teams, they had to come back to win those games. So you look at this team that they're, they're resilient. You know, it's just going to be, it's going to be a fun season just to see how this all plays out. I agree. Um, I, I think my last thought on, on that game is Steph Curry runs L.A. But I wanted to go ahead and play this. <laughs> I wanted to go ahead and play this audio that Steve Kerr, um, you know, Steve Kerr basically said yesterday that, you know, I'm going to go ahead and play the audio courtesy of 95.7 The Game, um, and we'll, we'll talk about it. The team is, is learning on the fly. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be you know, very honest. If I, if I had to win a game tomorrow, I, I wouldn't start that group. If this was a one one time thing, I, I would start a different group and probably, you know, go to some different combinations. But this is the team that I want to see develop a really good defensive identity. And James needs to be out there. Kelly and Andrew need to be together on the wings, guarding, you know, LeBron and Kawhi and Paul George and all those guys. So it's going to take some time. And in the meantime, there's going to be some growing pains. But I'm okay with it because for us to be great down the road, whether it's by the end of this year or even next season, James has to develop and, and Kelly and Andrew have to get comfortable. And, and so I'm willing to, you know, to sacrifice some things here early in the season to try to get to where we want to go later on. Thoughts, Joe? Well, I'd feel them. 
I understand where he's coming from. Um, <laughs> of course, of course, you know, he would probably want a better team out there. I mean, more that he's that he's been used to coaching. I mean, the last seven years, you know, uh, they have you know they've had they filled it veteran players, stars, guys that he knows that that they're going to give him a chance to win. With that being said, I can I understand why he's doing it because I mean he has a young team for the most part. I mean, outside of Stephen Curry and, and Draymond Green, the team is is relatively young and they're going to go through growing pains. Um, so that's why a guy like James Wiseman, who's played pre, who's played more NBA games than he did in college, is still learning the game. He understands that. He understands there's, there's going to be growing pains. Um, a guy like Kelly Oubre, who hasn't really played with Stephen Curry and Draymond Green, is going to be growing pains there. He really hasn't uh, played for a winning basketball team. Yeah, and so, and so now, and he knows that he and he knows that he has. This is probably going to be one of Steve Kerr's best coaching jobs uh, this year because he's going to have to develop players. Then he. Um, this more more so this year than he's had in any other previous years as Warriors coach. So that's why I think that's 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 why he's trying to temper expectations for this team. Even though even though you know around here we we're used to them making the playoffs and being in the championship hunt, we're just hoping that this year that they get in the playoffs and just maybe make a you know maybe make a little noise in the first round. But he's just, but he's basically he's just telling you like, hey, let's let's just settle down. We know I have a young team here. It's gonna, you know, I would love to <laughs> win every night, but there's gonna, you know, I'm gonna sacrifice uh, some of that winning by developing these guys, and that's what I took from it. I mean, I took I took that he's really looking to teach these guys to win this year. It's gonna be hard, but I think he can do it. That sounded to me like Jim Morris saying playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. But for real, I think that you hit it on the you hit the nail on the head. The fan base uh, for the Warriors has really gotten spoiled over the last couple of seasons because we hadn't tasted success in over twenty five years, and then all of a sudden we win three championships in five years. So Steve Kerr kind of hit the fan base with a reality check, saying, "Hey, hey, let's pump the brakes on this team. Let's not put too too high of expectations on this team because um, we have a lot of players." that haven't had success at the NBA level. And a lot of times teams have to lose before they win. You know, you know, that's, that's, that's cliche, but, but that's a very good point, but you yeah. got to learn how to, you got to learn how to win. You have to be in critical moments in you know, the, the fourth quarter, you have to, to, to win games when you're, you know, you don't necessarily have to, to show or prove that you can come back from big deficits, but, but that's a huge step in the process of, of heading in the right direction because that shows that no matter what, you know, the scenario in the game, teams can't let off. And, and so this team is always going to chip away. They're always going to grind towards, um, you know, cutting a lead in half or even, you know, at late down the stretch. If it's a, if it's a, um, if the deficit is small, that, that you don't have to, you know, Damian Lee has showed that he can knock down some tough shots and, and has the cojones to, to, take a three instead of like giving it to Steph, you know, that, that game where he knocked down the free throws, um, you know, to ice that game. I don't remember who they were playing, but, but all in all, I think that, you know, what Steve Kerr pretty Toronto, much, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was the, Toronto it, it was the Raptors was, game. Yeah. We're yeah. Steph of what two for 19 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the team is really developing an identity um, that they, they aren't really relying on Steph Curry. And I think that's great just because, um, that's what the Warriors are going to need. They're going to need contributions outside of Steph. I think everybody expects Steph to be like this dominant point guard um, that's going to carry the team, but that's not really who he is. Like the them not having all 
those strong core players around Steph Curry is really exposing some of the flaws in his game. He he has like he has these turnovers that really make you scratch your head in, in critical moments. Um, and he's not, we already talked about it, he's not a physically dominant player. And so um, him exerting his will on the game is shooting 50, 45, 50% from the three-point line, you know, for a game. And so that I think that's that's like a really high marker for him when he's having a good game. Um, but we haven't, you know, we haven't seen too many of those dominant performances. And what's been making up for that are you know, big games from either um, Draymond, even though he's averaging like four or five points a game. Um, Wiggins has stepped up, you know, in spots. Oubre has stepped up in spots. And then the bench, I think, has been the most consistent of you know, the con- most consistent portion of this team, which is which is awesome. Um, so I think that's going to be good, good for them, um, you know, as they develop throughout the season. Um, go ahead. No, I was just saying I was just to add on there. Um if you have to, let me just ask you this question. If you have to sum up the Warriors, this Warriors team in one word, um, so far, what would you, what would you use? What word would you use? Process. Grinder. Grinders for me. Good. Yeah, I, 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 I think those are both good words. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're in the process, and they're just every day they're chipping away at the block. So, um, is, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens to them over the course of the season, but. Um, you you know so it's, so let me ask you so you're gonna say so you're gonna say trust the process now? Nah, man, I, I'm not I'm not gonna take that one. I'm gonna let Philly have that one, man, because we all see where that process has has went. But let's go ahead and uh, get into some of these NFL games, man. Um, the divisional round was I was a little disappointed by the divisional round. I thought the the um the the final game of the weekend was was pretty good with the Saints and the the Buccaneers, uh, but overall I didn't I didn't really think that the games were that close. Would you Would you think of the games this weekend? I mean, it wasn't as it wasn't as um you know suspenseful as the as the wild card weekend was, where it was just wall to wall football, and it seemed like every game was just was more competitive than the other. Um, this weekend, this past weekend, yeah, you're right. Uh, the Saints and uh, Buccaneers game probably had the most drama out of all of them. Um, the Rams, uh, I thought, you know, you and I both picked the Rams to, 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 for the upset to go into Green Bay, but Green Bay's offense just took it to the number one scoring defense, uh, which was surprising um, because I didn't, I didn't think that the Rams were just going to just let, you know, just let Green Bay just roll over them like that. Um, the Buffalo and uh, Buffalo and, and Baltimore game. I mean, it was a defensive. Uh, it was a defensive game with uh, with the wind, um, those hollow winds at in, in, in Buffalo, um, being a key factor. Um, Lamar Jackson, you know, he, he got he wanted to play. He won his playoff game the previous week, but just just folded up in the uh, in the, in the game against Buffalo, and, and Buffalo used its defense and and a score from um, from from Stephon Diggs to pretty much um, hold them down. And then and then and then on, and then on Sunday you. If if Cleet, you know, you got to feel bad for the Browns. I mean, because that, you know, you we were, you know, we were going, you and I were going back and forth in a in a in a in a mess in a chat, and I thought it was I thought it was a clean hit. You you clearly you saw it uh, immediately that it was a helmet to helmet on on uh, on on Daniel Sorensen on uh, Rashard Higgins that fumbled at the at the one yard line that would have gotten Cleveland. If they would have converted there, they would have uh, they would have probably been you know been down 10-6 because uh, excuse me 16-10 and they would have uh, gone into halftime. But they fumbled there, 
Kansas City gets the ball, goes down and kicks the field goal. Look at them. They're now 19 to three and pretty much at halftime. And they've been, you know, climbing up um, hill ever since. Um, and then, of course, like we were saying, that, that Buccaneers and uh, Saints game was probably the best one out of the bunch. Um, a lot of people were saying that, you know, both quarterbacks were washed. Well, you know, Tom Brady, you know, took advantage of what his defense was able to give him with three turnovers. Um from Drew Brees, four overall by the, by the Saints, and and they were able to capitalize and go inside and go in the dome. And like I told you, it's hard to beat a team. I mean, even though it's it ha- it's happened more more times than other, it is hard to beat a team three times. And Tampa Bay, credit to them, they were able to go into New Orleans and uh, give themselves that win and, and set them up for a good NFC Championship game um, up in Green Bay that I that I think is going to be one of the best that we'll, that we're going we'll ever see. Yeah, you know, um, I think last week you really said it. Um, with the return of Devin White, he was he was everywhere on on Sunday. Yes, and yes, he was, was really that defense showed up and showed out. To me, they were the MVP of that game. They scored oh, all question. of their they they scored all of their touchdowns off of a turnover. Three um, three uh, three turnovers led to twenty one points. You know, which takes me to my next point because that that kind of like snowballs into me hating on Tom Brady because I still don't think that he's you know he 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 did what he did. He 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 didn't make the mistakes. So the game was all about who made more mistakes and and for the Bucks to only have won that game by a single possession after winning the turnover battle 4 to nothing tells four, me yeah. tells me that that was a defensive victory for the Buccaneers. In the past, you know, a Tom Brady team that you know gets four turnovers to none, that would be a blowout. Like question. hands down, and and so like I, I'm not I'm not taking away from the victory, um because because the Bucks they they did what they had to do, um and Tom Brady, he made he made the plays that needed to be made. He didn't turn over the ball, um when when the defense set him up for success, and that's all you can really ask for, um, you know from him at this point. In terms of the the Green Bay and uh, L.A. Rams game, I'm getting tired of Sean McVay's shit, to be honest. Um, well, you heard that apparently him and Jared Goff are were, aren't aren't on the same page now. Yeah, yeah, issues. but yeah. yeah, but I mean Jared Goff, he's just he's I think we've all known he's had a ceiling for the last couple of seasons, but it's just little stuff like the um, um, the sideline reporter saying that that Aaron Donald wasn't on a snap count. <laughs> then then why knows. isn't he on the field? Like I'm, I'm really getting tired of this. Like, why are you? Why don't you just be honest with people and stop trying to play these mind games? Like, like you're, you're, I don't know. Like, like he's trying to show that he has some secret weapon or some some strategy or tactic that's gonna work that nobody knows about. Um, you know, the I, I think the new age coaches do a really good job of one thing, and that's being transparent with the media. They don't fool around and give vague answers. I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches when it comes to his pressers because he talks about, you know, practical situations when it comes to the salary cap, when it comes to in-game scenarios, when it comes to personnel moves, when it comes to, um, you know, the, the thought process behind, you know, starting Nick Mullins, you know, different things like that. He he doesn't beat around the bush and give the media answers that – don't make sense. And, and so that's one of the things that I'm getting tired of with Sean McVay. Um, Jarrett Goff, he's, he has his limitations, um, but we've also seen him, we've seen him peak. And I, I think that, 
you know, the issue there is that they don't really have a receiver that can stretch the field. Um, and so I think teams have pretty much been able to just sit on all the underneath stuff that they've been trying to do. And that really helps, you know, whoever opposing team, you know, whatever the opposing team um, does in terms of like trying to, to limit their running game. Um, and so we've seen that just over the last couple of seasons with them losing Sammy Watkins, Brandon Cooks, um, Todd Gurley. It's not a it's not an explosive team anymore. And so his, the weapons that he has are very limited. Um, there are a lot of possession guys. Yeah, I mean, I like Robert Woods, but he's not a he's not a deep threat. Uh, yeah. Cooper Cup didn't even play against uh, he didn't. against Green Bay, and he's not a deep threat. But that's why they drafted uh, Van Jefferson out of Florida to kind of stretch the field. I mean, he was making plays. Um, who was it? Uh, Josh Reynolds was making some plays against the uh, against Green Bay. But they, you're right, Chris. They don't have that guy who's like you know what they can stretch the top of the defense off, give golf that 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 deep threat. Instead, of, instead, he's got a bunch of possession chain movers, and I, and I like chain movers. But you do yes. need some type of speed element in the offense. And and Jared Goff's throws look terrible on Sunday. Um, I Saturday. Think Saturday, and they've looked yeah. they've looked terrible the last two games. So I, I really think that thumb has really been taking off some of the zip that he's had on his throws. Oh, agreed. Um, it looks like a lot of his 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 balls that he throws are dying halfway through the throw, and so like you would see receivers kind of reaching down. Um, to catch a low pass and and to me that just kind of seemed like he you know he wasn't fully healthy but it's you know it's, it's playoff time no excuses they don't they didn't even have a backup quarterback to 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 play in his place and so um, yeah but not only did the offense not show up the defense didn't either like they couldn't stop Green Bay to save their lives they um, Green Bay scored on every possession I believe in the first half um, if not, it was like the first three or four, um, three of the four, uh, three, no, they, they, yeah, they didn't punt until the, the second half. So they scored on all their, all four of their possessions. Yeah. yeah and even Devonte Adams had, he had a fairly good game against, um, Jalen Ramsey. They did a good job of moving him around. Yeah. Cause the t- that's the touchdown that's that he scored, well him, he was yeah. pretty much schemed open. And that's why Jalen Ramsey was throwing a fit because, um, the guy that was in the slot at the moment, he didn't, um, they didn't hand off the, they didn't hand off between who was guarding Devontae Adams, um, and so he was pissed because the guy, you know, he was telling him he should have kicked out when Devontae Adams um, was in motion because Jalen Ramsey was was trying to maneuver through all his, you know, all of his teammates um, huh? trying to chase the guy. Um, but whatever the case, Green Bay really came out with, with a, a great offensive game plan. They executed, um, and they came out victorious. Um, what you said about the, the Bills game, I, I completely agree. Lamar Jackson wet the bed in the divisional game. Um, three points in three quarters is inexcusable. The Ravens, they they did everything they could to win that game. They it was a ten to three game in the third quarter. Was it was it was it ten to three going into the fourth before uh yeah, it was 10, before it was 10, three going into the fourth quarter. Into the fourth and, and uh Lamar threw that pick six and pretty much put the game on ice. Um and surprisingly, the backup quarterback actually drove him down the field and, and made it seem like it was going to be, you know, there might be some late late game magic. But all in all, the, you know, Josh Allen wasn't wasn't super impressive that game. He did again. He like like I said about Brady, he did just enough to win. Um, but the Ravens' defense is really good. Um, the the championship game should have a lot of fireworks, um, assuming that. Um, Patrick Mahomes is able to get out of the protocol or complete the uh, concussion protocol and play this weekend. 
Um, it's fun. matter of fact, it's funny. The uh, just to just to kind of go back about uh, about Patrick Mahomes and that and that concussion. It actually come to find out it was a tweaked nerve. Um, I was looking. Yeah, uh, according according to the uh, I was actually reading it this morning. Here it is, right here. Uh, following the game, and head coach Andy Reid made it clear Mahomes passed the least concussion protocol, which was a good sign. Um, but apparently, he never even had the concussion. It was a pinched nerve. Um, so let me see here. It turns out, yeah, he passed out. He easily passed a concussion test because he reportedly never had one in the first place. And the actual reason he was instantly delirious was reportedly due to a nerve in his neck that got tweaked or potentially compressed on the hit. Per Carrington Harrison of CBS Sports Radio in Kansas City, this is I'm actually I'm actually reading a report from CBS Sports that actually yeah so he you know because we we all we, you and I were watching it uh, like in real time we both thought oh yeah he's got he's dinged he's dizzy he was woozy trying to get up that was immediate concussion but apparently it was a nerve um, a nerve in his neck that was compressed because you saw that he ran right off the field uh, into the locker room. And if you got a concussion, are you running into the locker room or are you being assisted to the locker room? I mean, so he still is in apparently right as of this morning, he's still in the, the league's uh, concussion protocol, which is, again, w- wondering why it's being, you know, being reported he, he didn't have a concussion, but he's still in the league's uh, concussion protocol. But either way, Kansas City, uh, <laughs> they had Tyler Henney, excuse me, uh, Chad Henney come off the bench and uh, in relief duty. And, and get them that win. But yeah, I mean, it was scary about uh, that, conc- like, quote unquote, hit that uh, Mahomes suffered on Sunday. I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to defer to the medical professionals on this. I, you know, if it was a concussion or a pinched nerve, I don't know. It, my initial impression or reaction to I thought it was concussion to that yeah. is that it's smoke and mirrors and that they're trying to mask the fact that he has a concussion. Um, and trying to detract attention away from the team, pretty much saying, Mahomes, you need to go this Sunday um, in this championship <laughs> game. Um, but it's, it's to me, it's, yeah, like I said, I think it's a distraction um, from the fact that he actually had a concussion. He, his head hit the ground, um, and then we saw that, you know, he was wobbly coming up. Um, but again, a pinched nerve would make sense, I guess, because, you know, if you have a nerve in your neck that 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 relays the signals to the rest of your body, then yeah, trying to get up, you probably won't like know where you are or, or will react in a way where it looks like you're you're wobbly and, and woozy. But initial reaction was somebody, you know, punched him in the mouth and he was trying to get up um a little too soon. He should have just waited a couple he of seconds. Shocked. He he should have waited for that that ref to get later in the count, man. Like he tried to get up when the count was at two, and, and maybe he should have waited till like eight or nine seconds. Um, but yeah, he he. <laughs> Cleveland shitted the bed. They shit their pants in in a crucial situation. If I would have told you that Patrick Mahomes would have been injured and and kicked out the game, the with, time was now with concussion the now take in the third quarter. What now. do you think the outcome would have been? It. I'm telling you, if like. What really hurt the Browns, they punted the ball away with like four and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they never saw it again. And I mean, Kevin Stefanski, he's going to probably win coach of the year. Uh, but right he there, didn't that even was, coach the game that they won. He, he, was, he, was, he was sitting in there. He was sitting in his den. He didn't <laughs> he even coach the game that they won. Day. But this one here, though, to me, the Browns 
had this game. They had this game. This is one of those games where you're going to look back as a Browns fan and like, you know what? We, we, we've been in this situation before because they've had, you know, it's, they've had heartbreak like that at the goal line. Ernest Biner in 87 uh, brought with, uh, where he fumbled on, on that, which eventually became the drive. Any fan, any Browns fan that's old enough will remember the drive in 86 and 87. They both, both times it ended in fumbles. This was just basically a, a, a reincarnation of it. If you're the Browns, you got to feel sick because you had this game. If you get, I'm telling you, you, you know, injuries are a part of the game. Patrick Mahomes gets knocked out. I'm on that sideline. I'm thinking to myself, if I'm Baker Mayfield, if I'm Miles Garrett, if I'm if 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 I'm a if I'm one of the leaders on that team, I'm pulling the team together. Like, yo, this is the time we can go ahead and right now we can beat this team. Patrick Mahomes is probably not coming back. We need to, as an offense, we need to make it go because Nick Chubb. I mean, he he was having a he was having a terrible day. Kareem Hunt didn't get enough touches. Um, the 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 the. the the ball distribution uh, distribution between the two guys was just un- was just un-, un un unbalanced, and and I really thought that if they would have gone ahead and taken advantage of that Patrick Mahomes wasn't out of there uh, wasn't in the game, they should they should have won this game. I mean we're, we should be talking about uh, the uh, the AFC Championship game being Buffalo hosting Cleveland, but we're but instead we're getting the matchup that a lot of people were hoping for, including me, uh, Buffalo going down to Kansas City and. Everyone has said that, you know, a lot of people have said this year that there's if there's one team that could probably beat Kansas City at home in the playoffs, it's the team coming down from um, from Western New York. Uh, the, the Buffalo Bills will have the offense to stay with them. Now it's if their defense can just really just clamp down and play a better game against, uh, you know, hopefully Patrick Mahomes, because I want to see all everybody healthy in this one. This is one of those games where I want to see everybody healthy. There's no, there's no excuses. Um, and, and just have a good game. Yeah. That, that game that they, that the bills had against the Ravens is definitely a good game for them to build off of heading into the Kansas city game. Tredavious white had, did he have an intercept? He had a, no, he didn't have the interception. He uh, he, he dropped a, one. Uh, he dropped one, but he had a. Um, I believe he had a fumble. Uh, punched the ball out. Uh, who was that? That was. I think it was that the um, J.K. Dobbins fumble. Somebody fumbled. I believe Tre'Davious White was the one who, who caused it. So, it, he's going. He's of course, yeah. He, he's going to have his hands cut out for him because I mean he's going to either see Tyreek Hill or McCole Hartman, who they just have world class speed. Like as as a unit, as a, they're not maybe the best household names because McCole Hardman is is not a number two. Um, he he could be a number two on most teams, but collectively as with speed, they're the best wide receiver du- duo. They're the fa- they're they're certainly the fastest the pair fast, of yes. receivers in the league. Yeah, the, it, it's the cream rises to the top. The one seed versus the two seed. You know. The biggest story again is going to be Patrick Mahomes. the the um, The Bills they lost Zach Moss for the the playoffs, so they're pretty much playing without a running back, and they're gonna they're gonna be relying again on on a heavy pass game in cold weather football. Um, but it's and gonna that's... be the same across the board. the The Chiefs pretty much do the same thing. Will Clyde Edwards Hilaire? You know they they've said that he's been making really good progress and that he's he wants to play, and so. Um, that'll be a huge boost for Kansas City to get him back for their ground game. But it's going to be, 
you know, I, I want to say it's going to be a shootout, but I, I think that Buffalo's been playing really well. Um, Tredavious White's probably going to shadow Tyreek Hill. Um, and then, you you know, you pretty much got to neutralize everything else. Um, Travis Kelsey had a big game. He's going to be the X Factor. He's going to be the X Factor, of course. Um, he's He led the league in receiving yards this year. At tight end. That's crazy, right? At, at tight end. And so it's... It's going to be interesting to see how they try to take him out of the game. Um, again, it, it's 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 really hard to stop that that Kansas City team. I, I think that the Browns did a fairly, you know, they did a actually they didn't do good at all. I, I'm not going to lie, they they were getting shredded and and they Their were actually really lucky. Not stop they couldn't they couldn't stop anybody, um, but. It, it, I think it would be a better matchup against the Bills. The Bills have um, – we know that they, they have talent on that defensive side of the ball. They're not as good as a defensive team as they've been last year but um, – or as they were last year. But their defense has certainly showed up during the playoffs. And, you know, to my surprise, there's been a lot of good defensive performances throughout the playoffs. Um, just – and just and just really, I mean, we're burying the lead with this with these matchups this weekend. It's a rematches of of, re, of week six uh, encounters. Kansas City went into Buffalo and won twenty six seventeen. But remember that game was that game was actually supposed to be on a Thursday night. It was moved to Monday because of the co because of because uh, um, of COVID um, nineteen issues. So Buffalo and that game, Buffalo gave up over 400, 400 yards of total offense. And you mentioned about Clyde Edwards-Lair. He pretty much had a, had one of his better games. He had actually the big game. He had 160 uh, rushing yards. Um, both teams, um, J- Josh Allen had an interception in that game. Um, but I, it was it's still, to me, it's still, it, it could be in that neighborhood of, of, a, of, a, of a score. Um, I like, like I said, I, I, I've already, I've already said that Ken, that uh, the Buffalo is going to the Super Bowl, so I'm not jumping off that. I'm not jumping off the bandwagon now. Give me Buffalo going into Kansas City this Sunday to win that game. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 31-27. It's gonna be something like that. I think Buffalo is gonna have enough juice, enough in that offense to 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 go down there and get the win. The reason why they re- the reason why Josh Allen didn't have good numbers is because. They were Buffalo was trying to just air the ball out, and the wins in Buffalo was just unforgiving. Balls were, uh, you would think, you would think that uh, the the deep balls, the Stephon Diggs that he missed by like three, four yards, no wind. Those are touchdowns. We're talking about Buffalo probably possibly destroying um, Baltimore if he connects a couple of those touchdowns. So, I, like I said, I think I think they're gonna have like this time around. Um, Buffalo's going to do have enough in the tank. They're going to they're going to play better defense. Um, and again, I mean, even with Patrick Mahomes fully healthy, I still think that Buffalo they're not they're not Cleveland. They you know they they're going to they're going to be able to um, know when to get out of bounds, <laughs> not stretch the ball at, at the goal line to try to set you know to for uh, to try to get the touchdown. They're going to play. They're going to be they're they're smart. They're a smarter football team. They're playing on high on all cylinders. And I really like the fact that even though they had only 32 rushing yards in um, in the game against Baltimore, which was the fourth fourth lo- lowest in uh, by a winning team in playoff history, they can they can they can find ways to run the ball. Josh Allen can you know pick up uh, pick up a first down here and there. Um, so the, they, they're going to they're going to still be able to run the ball enough to keep Kansas City off balance. So that's, like I said, I'm going with Buffalo to win this one, 31-27. 
I like that. I like that prediction due to the fact that I went 0 and 4 in the uh, divisional round. I'm just gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna keep my opinion to myself on uh, on the matchups this week. Uh, what do you think about the NFC Championship game, Joe? Man, you know what? I've been wrestling wrestling back and forth because I really do um, want Aaron Rodgers to pull this one out, and I think he will. But for some reason, man, I I, I think really with uh, with 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 the way that uh, Tampa Bay's defense has played, they're going to, they're going to uh, make it a little difficult for Green Bay to win this one. Even though Green Bay made short work of the uh, number one scoring defense in the Rams the previous week, we got to forget, this is also another rematch from week six where, the, where, where Tampa actually won 38 to 10 in, 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 uh, at home. They throttled um, those dudes. Yeah. And, and, and Aaron Rodgers had, had two interceptions. One of them was a pick six. They just, they, they sacked it. Matter of fact, my, from my notes, as I'm reading right now, Devin White in that game had 10 tackles against Green, uh, against Green Bay. They sacked, they, they had five sacks, four of them on Rodgers. You know, uh, JPP had a sack and a half. Um, and Dom Sue had a sack. Uh, Levante David, another good linebacker they have, had a sack. Um, it's going to be it's going to be close. Um, I think Tampa Tampa really um, really are riding high off that uh, emotional win in New Orleans. Um, everyone really believes that the Packers this is the Packers year to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm my my mind is telling me to roll with Green Bay, and I'm gonna give you a score of. I'll give you a score of two of a. Uh, 28 24 if it's green bay but i i would not be shocked i'm telling you i would not be shocked if if, if tom brady leads tampa into into green bay and wins that game and i'll tell you why because that def i'm telling you that defense is really really good i mean they're playing at a, at a high level right now and i can see that they can set up they can set up they can set up tom brady in short yardage like they did when they got the turnovers and you know, if if it, it really comes down to if Antonio Brown is healthy because he didn't he didn't play the rest of that game against the uh, against the Saints, so I'm gonna, I'm still I'm gonna go with Green Bay 28-24, but an asterisk would not be surprised. I'm putting it right there. I would not be surprised if Tampa finds a way to win that game because they they have enough to to get it done. But I'm going with Green Bay 28-24. Pick, pick a side of the fence and stay on it, Joe. Come on, man. Come on, man. We're going with the Packers. I'm going to roll with Cat Packers. We're rolling with the cheeseheads. All right. I like that pick too, man. Um, what do you think about uh, – I mean, I, I, even if A.B. doesn't play, I still – I like Slotty Pippen, man. I, you know what? Good nickname because he came you, – you, matter of fact, let's – you say, you know, Tom Brady didn't have a good game, but you can't tell me that throw to the Scotty Miller uh, in the fourth quarter when they really needed it. You can't tell me that was not a vintage Tom Brady throw. It was a good throw. I mean, I'm Ooh. not gonna knock him. He can still make he can still make good throws. He can't he doesn't have the same arm that he had at one point but in his when career. He needs to make those plays. He made he the can play. Still make them, yeah. Yeah. So but no, like it just just overall I like I like I like <laughs> I do like Scotty Miller. I, I think he's a he could he actually before Antonio Brown got there, he was a guy that, that Tom Brady looked to. And same with the uh, same with uh, Tyler Johnson, I believe the uh, another receiver that actually had a touchdown in that Green Bay uh, in that in that first matchup against Green Bay. So um, Tampa does have enough on offense, but I think the Packers 
do get it done. And 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 this is Aaron Rodgers' first ever um, NFC Championship game at at Lambeau. So this is going to have um, even more of a special meaning. Yeah. So the Packers they don't have the Saints defense. And so my thing about last week is if you needed Tom Brady to put together a ninety yard 12 play drive it wasn't going to happen you can do it anymore it, it wasn't going i don't think he's going to be able to do that against a premier defense but the thing is that the packers are not a premier defense i thought cam Akers ran the ball well against the packers they just fell so far behind again he didn't, yeah they could talk about it last week the reason that um a lot of teams haven't been able to run the ball on the packers is because they fall behind so if you know, for some reason, the Buccaneers are able to, you know, score, take, you know, to, to land the first punch. And Ronald Jones and Ronald uh, Jones is a monster. Fournette, Fournette is, guys need, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a big Fournette guy right now. He didn't. He did enough for them to win. He, he did, did. But he did I, th- I, th- I just think in terms of like his explosion, I don't think he he's had too many ankle injuries and he doesn't look like, a you know, like Rojo has, he has burst. He's explosive. I think Fournette, he, yeah. Fournette plays more snaps because he is more consistent catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, you know, we've had Ronald, we've we've seen Ronald Jones have have problems dropping the ball throughout the year, but when he gets in there, he he runs violently and he looks for contact. He doesn't shy away from it. I think he's going to have a big day against so, against the Packers. I don't know if they're going to win. I'm not going to. I'm not going to make any no, predictions. No, so, 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 because we could we both because we both go back and forth about how Green Bay cannot stop anybody. They can't. The ball. They I can't. Mean, so, so if say so, so what if Tampa does find a way to run all over Green Bay? Do you do you not give them a chance to, uh, to win that game? I think they'll win if if you know if if they jump out to a lead and can establish that run game green bay's not going to be able to stop anybody running the ball especially ronald jones if 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 bruce arians decides to play his better running back um then i think that he's going to run all over them and another and i think another and, and another thing to keep an eye out is zach as um rob Gronkowski is uh is he didn't have he didn't, him and brady had trouble hooking up last week this is one of those games to me where he could have a major impact. I mean, seriously, because Green Bay's linebackers, they're, they're okay against in coverage, but it'll be interesting to see how a guy like Darnell Savage, you know, block, you know, meet, uh, is able to guard uh, Rob Gronkowski, you know, because Green Bay's secondary is not, is, it's, it's pretty good. It is actually a, a good unit. So uh, Jair Alexander is going to probably be matched up with Mike Evans or, uh, or uh, Chris Godwin, so Brady's going to need to, you know, like you say, Scotty Miller might be might be a difference maker. But I'm I'm rolling. I am rolling with the Packers 2024, um, and and it really is just going to it's really going to come down to if Green Bay's offensive line can also keep Aaron Aaron uh, Rodgers upright because in that first again in that first matchup against Tampa they sacked they sacked Green Bay's quarterbacks f- uh, five times four on Rodgers. So, um, you know, if they can get pressure up, if they can get pressure up the middle on, on uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be a tough day. But I think really, I think the Packers are playing really hot right now. That offense um, is in two, um, are, are, are just in simpatico. Um, Matt LaFleur and, and, and Aaron Rodgers are just, uh, seem like they, they, they know each other's, uh, you know, they, they know each other's thoughts. This, to me, the Packers are the team 
to beat in the NFC. Another thing I was wrong about was Aaron Jones. Last week I said he wasn't a physical running back and that he, he oh, wasn't. He showed me, he showed me he, some physical. Yeah, he, he, he came out and he he was ready to hit dudes. And so, he, you know, I, I, I have to take a step back and, and salute Aaron Jones for the game that he had. Um, I don't know if Gronkowski is that important for the success of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If the weather's cold like it's a predicting to be, Yeah, he will be. Well, well, I mean, what I'm saying is that Cameron Bright stepped up last week and had four catches for 50 yards. And so that's true. They, I, yeah. You know, they, they ran a lot of two tight end sets. Um, even with A.B. out, they still have two – you know, arguably top 10, top 15 receivers and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And so he has weapons at at his disposal. And so that's always been my argument about Tom Brady not really playing as well as I think he's capable of. And, hey, the guy had a 40-touchdown season, which is, you know, like, you know, a career year for a lot of guys. So, um, you know, they definitely have the weapons to go into Lambeau and and get the job done. Um, Like you said, Aaron Jones and Matt LaFleur, they're – they're clicking on all cylinders right now. They just beat the, you know, the number one ranked defense in the, got it. In, got in the, the Rams coordinator, a surprising head coaching job too. I yeah, just, yeah. And, and you know, I will say, I will say that there, there's a bit of an asterisk because Aaron Jones, I, I mean Aaron Donald, um, he didn't, he didn't really show up. He, you know, whatever the case, you know, the rib injury, the the limited snaps, um, Sean McVay and his BS. <laughs> they didn't get the, they didn't get the job done. Um, so it's it's funny you say that he didn't get the job done because I think that's what a lot of these some of these so called defensive game changers they were missing in action this weekend. I mean, we talked about on the same team. Uh, Jalen Ramsey couldn't couldn't stay with Devontae Adams, you know, through all the mess. Uh, Miles Garrett, you know, you heard his name briefly in the Browns in a Casey game, but. You really didn't hear too much from him. Um, a guy that a guy that's paid major bucks didn't really have a big impact. Um, you know, Baltimore's defense. Um, I didn't hear. You know, I heard maybe one pass breakup by Marlon Humphrey, but that was pretty much it. Uh, you know, so like overall, this whole weekend, um, the guys that you they were paid the big bucks to make big plays in um, in in the playoffs on defense didn't make didn't do anything. Aaron Jones. You, I mean, sir, Aaron Donald. You and I keep going back and forth. Was he on a pitch count? Was he not? I mean, you know, he was dealing with a rib injury, but if you're out there, you know, 80% yeah, of Aaron nobody want to hear that. is better than 100% of most guys. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, at this point in the year, um, the, the film study is excessive. Guys are really prepared. And they're going to look to take the, the, the best players on defense out of the game. So, y- you know, I, I think that, Green Bay, they're going to do a good job preparing for, for Devin White, um, you know, a homeboy that just shut down um, just shut down Michael Thomas. Um, you know, the, I'm not going to hold anything against the Ravens. The Ravens, they I, I thought the Ravens did their job, and they they played – their defense played their defense phenomenal played, against – Played well enough is that offense again. Yeah, can, I, you, can't, you can't do nothing if your, your yeah. offense is going to put up three points. So – um, all in all, man, I think that it's going to be an exciting championship weekend. Um, I, I agree with your picks. I I like the Packers and I like the Bills. Um, so we got so so for my you know for my matchup it's going to be Packers and Bills in the Super Bowl. So you sure you don't want to at least uh, give me give me, come on Chris 
pick 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 both games. Come on now, don't don't run away from picking. Man, I need I need now, a man. bye week, man. I need a bye week. <laughs> you can have a bye week next week when, the, when between between the uh, championship game and the Super Bowl. You can have a bye week then. Get, okay, how about this? If if Patrick Mahomes plays, if as long as he plays, I think the Chiefs are good. Okay, and then you're saying, and then you're, of course you're going to roll. You're rolling. I'm rolling with Green the Packers. I'm, I'm going with the State Farm Bowl. Okay, there you go. Oh, so there you go, right there. It's gonna be, it's gonna be for you. It's gonna be KC versus. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm going. I, I want that Rogers, Rogers rate, man. I'm, give me the Rogers rate. I'm taking them in the Super Bowl. You don't want too. the Mahomes rate? I'm taking the Rogers rate, man. I'm, I'm give, give him in the Super Bowl, man. Go Cal. Let's go. You know what? And 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 I think America really wants to see. Rodgers versus uh, the NFL wants to see that the NFL definitely wants to see Mahomes, but there's, but there's a certain element that really would, wouldn't mind, you know, there is, there is no possible bad quarterback matchup. No. And, and, and and that's, and that's the beauty part about this weekend is like, you can, you know, a lot of people, the popular, uh, the the popular choice would be Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Another matchup could be, you know, that no one was really going to sneeze about Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen. Um, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. We've seen that in the AFC Championship game, but now we would see this in you know. Oh my on, God! On you know how many stage. you know how many passing the torch you know storylines oh, would be out there. You, you read my mind exactly. I was just thinking. It's funny you said because I was kind of jotting down. I like you know what the, the 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 no matter what matchup you might have you, you you can have you'll see you know Aaron Rodgers you know passing the torch to Josh Allen yeah. or. Or Tom Brady really passing the torch to Pat, to Patrick Mahomes, or the old man for you know is trying to ride in the sunset for one more win in the Super Bowl, beating the young uh, new face of the NFL, the five hundred million dollar quarterback. I mean, the the the, the storylines for Super Bowl week uh, leading up to uh, to the Super Bowl would just be unbelievable. Yeah, and people are people have their hot takes ready. Like a lot of people are are pretty much getting ready to crown Patrick Mahomes as the greatest of quarterback of all time. If he, if he, I mean, a lot of people have already crowned him, but people are going to imagine if he wins back-to-back Super Bowls, people are going to say that he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm already on record saying that I believe that Andy Reid is the greatest coach of all time. Um, if he wins another Super Bowl, I mean, honestly, I'm not that big on championship, like how many championships you win. Um, you know, I think it's it's a it's a it's a combination of good coaching, you know, having a solid quarterback and and having the defense that shows up at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to just you know equate the number of Super Bowls you have to being the best quarterback because I think that there was also a um, I don't know if it was a stat or just a, it it showed pretty much the defensive rank of every. Super Bowl winning team that Tom Brady has played for. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the the recipe out there, it's not some it's not rocket science. It, it you know, a quarterback's not going to win if he if he has a bad defense. You know. Oh, no question about it. No. Good defenses yeah. defenses win championships and and that's you know, that's always been the recipe for success. And so, when we talk about greatest quarterback of all time and, you know, the quarterbacks who are left off the conversation, left out of the conversation, um, you know, I, I always think that it's unfair to, to, to use the whole, this guy has six rings, this guy has three rings, because we've seen very good quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, Dan Marino, we've seen guys oh, just. He just, had his shares of uh, seven to nine, eight and eight seasons. Yeah. Um, didn't have a running back a lot of a lot of his career. 
put up monster numbers, but didn't you know didn't have the overall team success. Yeah, right. yeah. But let me let me not get sidetracked and, and take us on a tangent, man. Um, we got we got the State Farm Super Bowl. You, you're you're rolling with Josh Allen. I'm rolling with. I, like I said, I because I, 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 I already before the playoffs started, I really want, I would said I'm gonna roll with Buffalo through this, and I'm gonna stick to them. They're still in it. Um, would I be mad if Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers played in the Super Bowl? No, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a ratings bonanza. But I got a feeling for some and some strange reason. I really believe Buffalo has enough to go into Arrowhead and and win that game. And I really believe we're gonna get a. We're gonna get an Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen, um, all uh, all NorCal uh, Valley uh, Super Bowl. Both guys from you know, both guys from uh, from from Northern California. So you, you know, the other thing that that's great about the Super Bowl, no matter what, it's gonna be an older quarterback versus a younger quarterback. That, and, that, and honestly, that a lot of and that's what we like to see in Super Bowls. We'd like to see um, you know a veteran quarterback versus is a young quarterback or a young quarterback uh excuse me uh, a veteran quarterback trying to trying to outlast a real uh scoring defense a top defense like tom brady and the rams uh a few years ago uh so it's gonna it's gonna be one of those matchups like either either matchup you get you you should be you should be entertained and you know and and by means like i don't see I don't see anyone really going to be mad about, like you're saying, no one's going to really be mad about the matchups. I, 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 it, you can't, you can't, you can't pick the, you can't pick a wrong matchup either way. I agree, man. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to the championship weekend. I think we're going to have a good Super Bowl. Um, you know, I think the Warriors are going to have a, a, a good season the rest of the way. Um, but I think all in all, man, um, Warriors basketball, the NFC AFC championship round is going to be great. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll continue the, the madness, um, you know, this weekend. And then we'll, we'll also recap some of the games next weekend and, and talk about what we got coming up in the Super Bowl. Um, go ahead. No, I was just saying like, yeah, I mean, this is like this weekend's going to be, uh, it's, it's really the co- conference championship Sunday usually always has the better matchup than a Super Bowl. But this is the, this is one of those years where, you definitely want to watch the Super Bowl because the matchups you get from conference championships, the cha- uh, conference championship Sunday, it those those are going to be the matchups a lot of people are going to be talking about for a long time. Yeah, man, the COVID nineteen bowl. Anyways, man, go ahead and follow <laughs> us on Instagram and Twitter at Plugged In Pcast. Again, you can follow me at Chris C underscore Hustle. That's Hustle spelled H U S S L E. You can also follow me at JLHB510, again, at JLHB510. And Chris, unless there's anything else you need to add, we are unplugged.